0: And Welcome to my Xbox and me episode 280. Oh God, I've been doing this a long time, haven't I? I am one of your hosts MC Fixer alongside the guest this week, Matt Phillips. Clap, 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 clap. Hello everybody. How are you, sir?
1: I'm very well, thank you. Very well. We were just saying it's taken us far too long to do this together. We've been chatting back and forth forever. we're finally here and i'm excited for it i'm excited for it. me too honestly it's
0: like you're 100 right this is years in the making working together we've we were wait so we met at kind of funny meet up which one
1: two i didn't i didn't go to the first one so i found out about you because of the first one i saw your your podcast with greg and then and then i was i think i was working at the time was i in university i think i was working at the time and uh I found your logo online and thought, well, I'll just make a quick little animation Mm -hmm. for you because I was an animator at the time, 2D animator, worked in in kids' cartoons, and I was just getting the worst assets sent to me. Any animators (laughs) know, like flat JPEGs, and they're like, make Toy Story. And I'm like, (laughs) so I thought, well, I'll give myself a little challenge, I, I just grabbed your logo, made a little animation, sent it off to you, and we got chatting. And then since then, yeah, we've probably chatted, I don't know, once every like six months or so, and been like, hey, we should do something together. And six years later we're <laughs> here doing it. Finally.
0: Finally actually yeah. doing it. Yeah. It's um it's that weird thing where you 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 always have the right intentions of wanting to work with the right people, right? You're like, well, yeah. I wanna work with this person, or I wanna work with this person, or I want this to happen, or I want that to happen. And it just never seems to work out the way you want it to. It's just like, oh, why is everything so so much of a pain to actually get yeah. to to work with the people you want to work with It's just it never works out the way you want it to but this time it finally has which is lovely get it <laughs> get in indeed if you don't know what my xbox and me is my xbox and me is our weekly xbox podcast here on youtube.com slash my xbox and me uh, you can get the show early over on patreon.com slash mc fixer and of course, all podcast services of your choice. And of course, go subscribe youtube.com slash my Xbox me. We're currently pushing just over a thousand subscribers and we are currently trying to get the channel monetized. So if you've seen all this stuff with YouTube, you gotta get you got to get your certain watch time and blah, blah, blah. That's where we're at right now with all that. So uh, we're grinding it out, trying to get it monetized. So uh, that, is, that is the play right now. That is the play right now. Um... Apart from that, yeah, where we can jump straight into it, to be honest with you. I've got a lot of thoughts. I've got it. a lot of stuff. Let's give a quick shout-out to our Patreon producers. Shout-out to Eringard, FNH Paul, and, of course, the one and only Al Tribesman. Thank you so much for your support over on Patreon. It keeps the show going. Let's jump into the topic of the show this week, which is Microsoft's Q2 2021 earnings uh, for gaming slash Xbox. Microsoft has posted profits uh, record profits this quarter in its gaming sector, which is up 51%. The company as a whole posted a record-breaking $4.1 billion. That's B with a billion in revenue. Crazy. Uh, in the most recent financial earnings report of the period ending on December thirty first, twenty twenty, Microsoft shared that revenue increased by seventeen percent to reach four point three uh, billion. Like I said before, and fifth uh, billion in revenue with it being fifteen billion in profit. Um, Obviously, this was the, the, the Xbox Series X, the Series S launch obviously helped that grow and that grew the hardware by 86%. Uh, other revenue came in from games of service and services such as Xbox Live, Xbox Game Pass, things
1: of that nature. This isn't very surprising, right Matt? no not really but uh, man like you say this this is kind of just a tainted news story for me because can you imagine if they didn't do the u-turn on the xbox gold (laughs) (laughs) price increase and they were like hey guys record profits we know it's a pandemic times are tough but we're making absolute bank and now we're also going to charge you double for your games with gold absolutely mental um but yeah absolutely look new consoles coming out you're going to expect those increases especially when they're as scarce as they have been the popularity is out there for them um but yeah, it's all it's all good news. We like to see Xbox making some money and making some purchases in the meantime with Bethesda and everything else. So yep. Yeah.
0: I think the crazy story or the the headline I saw uh, with all this was like Microsoft made enough money to buy Bethesda twice over, and I was like, when you put things into perspective like that, yeah. you really do go, wow, Microsoft. Well, uh, uh, they're just a different beast obviously i don't think it's the same way it comes to first party games yet i still don't think xbox are anywhere close to sony or nintendo but when it comes to making money microsoft do it and that's what i've been saying we've been saying it on the podcast for a while now which is being in second place in terms of the the fanboy war which i hate by the way um but being in second place for xbox fans has always been a good thing it's been like this for a long long time without being in mm. second place you don't get things like game pass which they've now reported is what what's the numbers they say now 18 million yeah 18 million that nah.
1: yeah incredible incredible and i think you know i think that that like going back to it again that gold rise in price was kind of a pretty transparent move to move people over to game pass mm. and my god yeah because what have they got they got like 90 people with gold and uh, 90 million sorry with gold 18 million with game pass yep. they want to they want to switch those numbers up really if they can i think and uh that was the yeah, play they're right? on their way it
0: was uh yeah, we spoke sure. about it last week which obviously everyone was very much in their right to be angry about obviously yeah. um but it was that case of i can see why they tried to do it i could see mm. why they tried to move people over i can see why they tried to for the people not paying attention, let's charge them double. And for the people that are paying attention, let's try and move them into our better service. But yeah. obviously, the business side of me 100% understood it. But for sure. the the, uh, the the customer side of me was like, you're a bunch of scumbags, so stop doing that. Stop trying to do yeah. that. And uh, please behave appropriately when you're making tons of money during a pandemic.
1: Exactly, exactly. I think it's just a messaging issue, right? Like they know... Uh, they kind of have too many services at this point Mm -hmm. like like it is confusing for your average gamer i think you know your mum who went and bought an xbox for their kid at christmas doesn't know the difference between gold and game pass and game pass ultimate and whatever they need yeah and yeah like like i bought cousins game pass ultimate subscriptions right for christmas because it's like instead of buying them one game i'm buying them 200 games for three months or whatever and their parents don't understand like what that was right like they know now they're paying all these games that apparently i got them for christmas yeah so. you're um, the best you bought them so, all these games which exactly, you definitely exactly. didn't
0: <laughs> but so what do you think's the answer then what would you do if you were Satana anadella you're phil spencer you're you're looking at the xbox division you go okay we've got a problem here because we have too many services and we're confusing the market the casual market yeah. the well-informed person listening to my xbox and be clear knows all this but exactly yeah what would you do
1: i think just kill gold kill so, xbox live gold
0: so kill gold and then make everyone who's already a gold subscription move over to game pass and then have the game pass subscription be at 15 pound a month what's the that's the that's where i'm at where i'm
1: like it's difficult it is difficult because you're yeah there's a massive price hike yeah i don't know i'm not smart enough i can sit on a podcast <laughs> and tell them they're doing it wrong yeah but i don't i don't necessarily I, smart think, enough to have the answers. I think i think eventually they have to go that way and it, and it and eventually it has to become the netflix of games they have to make the average show understand they are the Netflix of games yeah, Um, because they are. They just need to, they need to get out in front of it.
0: The the only way to do that is to kill gold though, because all of their messaging needs to be game pass, game pass, game pass, game pass, game pass. And it's hard when, but the problem is, it's the numbers for gold. But like you say, 90 million was the last numbers reported back in April, if I'm not mistaken. And to turn away 60 pound a year from 19 million people, isn't something you can do especially when you know you may lose some when you try and transfer them over to game pass which is like that was the big thing the big thing wasn't increasing the price it was number one doubling the price was the Mm. big thing and then also not adding any value to the thing that you're then doubling the price of was my biggest my biggest problem but um yeah, it's a. I don't know, man. It's a good time to be a, to be at Microsoft. It's a good time to be a Microsoft shareholder. Yes. We're not really going to talk about shares on this podcast this week, but obviously, I'm sure you've seen uh, all the GameStop <laughs> yeah. stuff. It's kicking off. Oh, it's kicking mate. off, On this, I, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I put a hundred pound in my trading two one two account yesterday. I was like, yes, cool. I'm ready. Here we go. And then I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I bought Nokia stock because everyone's like, Yeah, we've got to buy Nokia stock. And Nokia stock plummeted yesterday. I didn't spend the hundred pound. I'd literally I had money left in my account from beforehand. So I still got the hundred pound in there. I'm like, maybe I'll just withdraw that back out. I don't know what the hell I'm doing (laughs) around
1: here. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's it's this is a risky play and it is a risky play. I'm not gonna pretend to know too much about it. Um but yeah, man, I don't know. It's, It's crazy stuff going on in the world at the moment now
0: <sighs> ridiculous absolutely ridiculous congratulations to microsoft though for their fantastic uh yes. year they've had in gaming and f- also for being there you know how easy it would yeah. be as we i think we kind of take it for granted um gaming and games of services and xbox live and p- party chat and all of what xbox is and we forget Mm -hmm. there are human beings working behind the scenes making sure everything's working we didn't have any outages over at christmas when they probably saw record numbers of people playing so um big congratulations to them they're they're putting in they're putting the work and they're reaping the benefits of it now they just got to get more first party games and uh we'll be happy let's move sure. let's move into what's been in our box though what have we will start let me start because we know i know what you've been playing so we'll start with me which is i finished hitman 3 everybody i know i honestly I, i've also been playing oh so, okay cool so i'm
1: intrigued to chat about it
0: so hitman 3 now nah, anyone who's listened to my xbox and me knows that i cannot stand stealth games stealth is not my genre stealth is not something i find fun stealth is not something i find interesting i do not like being sneaky i'm a running blow your head off type of guy right (laughs) that is what i do hitman 3 is a very very special game i have to Mm. say and i'm and maybe hitman 1 and 2 is as well and i just actually shout out to uh abby Uh, you may know abby she's uh she works at sumo digital and uh, she sent me hitman 2 was like you have to play this game and i was like yeah 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 i'll play it you worked on it, of course i will and it just sat on my side (laughs) for years and i was like i'll get to that at some point never did playing hitman 3 and i don't know whether it was a case of right time right now because there's nothing else out there's nothing else out that interests me um yeah I'm very much a new year, new games type of person. You'll learn. Because of what we do here, here on my Xbox and me, streaming, covering stuff on um, on my personal channel, it's always new. Yeah. New, 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 mm-hmm. new. Because people don't really care about your opinion on sure. Assassin's Creed 10 years ago. Like, So for me, I try and stay up up to date with as many new games as I possibly can. Hitman 3 just dropped at the perfect time. And I will st- I can actually stand by and say this now, which is, I won't, again, no spoilers for any of these games that we talk about, but hitman 2's second mission is my favorite stealth mission in any video game i've ever played why would you what, what are your overall because people heard me speak about it last week what do you think of the game
1: yeah i i think you're absolutely right for me it's scratching an itch i never thought it would which is kind of like the dark souls bloodborne itch for me like i came to bloodborne quite late and went into dark souls on ps5 or demon souls sorry on ps5 yeah um yeah, and, and for me, it's it's that. It's the, the boss run is the my favorite part of those games, like learning this level so well that I can just sprint past enemies, get up here and try the boss over and over again. Yeah, Hitman 3 is scratching that same itch for me where I know what I need to do. Like I, I look at my little objectives list. Okay, I need to drown him in the toilet. I know where the rat poison is from three plays ago. Yep. So I know I can just start here, run down here, run past this dude, choke this guy out in the bathroom, take his clothes, go in here, get the rat poison, jump. And, and that loop for me is amazing. Like I've put quite a few hours into the game and I haven't finished the game because I'm just replaying the same levels over and over again. Yeah. Dubai I've probably done 10 times. Nice. Dartmoor I've probably done five, six times. Nice. Like, And I'm just slowly playing through the game because I don't care about the story at all. I didn't play Hitman 1 or 2. I, was, I have no idea what's going on. I was
0: literally just about to say that. The one thing I will say is this is very much a Hitman free game. If you yeah. have not played Hitman 1 and 2... You are not going to understand what's going on in the story, and I, no. I, but I didn't really care about the story. But I'm, I'm a, I'm an addict. You know, some people are addicts for trophies or achievements. I'm an yeah. addict for credits. So, I need to okay. get to okay. the end. Like, I need I like to it. get to the end of get- um, for some reason because I don't know if this is like an every person thing, but for me, I, I don't feel like I'm qualified to talk about a game properly until I've rolled credits in terms of like reviewing it. In terms of reviewing it. Sure. Of like sure. not I'm not talking about talking about having an opinion, stuff like that, but reviewing yeah. a game. I don't want to review a game on I've played 40 hours of it but I haven't beaten it, even still, even if I've had the best time. Cause I feel like there could be this terrible twist at the end that like sours that whole sure, forty hour experience. Totally. So totally. yeah, I'm an addict for, for for credit. So I've I've went all the way through and I'm now in my own time, which is nice, gonna be able to go back and play some of these other scenarios out that I haven't. But yeah, um, the the last mission in Hitman again no spoilers but again it was I it was the first time I'd felt very comfortable and happy with my performance in a stealth game
1: because Ooh, wow okay because it took you until the last mission to get there wow well, yeah
0: because I the, it was the one mission that I didn't need to reload a save point
1: okay because yeah, i yeah. was just yeah, doing, doing that it
0: lot. i was doing yeah and so when so when i threw out every other mi- mission apart from this one it felt for yeah. some reason everything just clicked i was agent 47 in that last mission where it was like it. okay i need this disguise like you said i need this disguise for this part i need this for this i'm gonna go through this area here and climb back through this area and it mm-hmm. all just sort of sunk up and it just like it's like the game was preparing me for this one moment to feel like what I was, which is a super agent. Which it yeah, did. Yeah. It, it just worked. Everything about it just worked. Obviously, I, I, I joked about it on um on a stream the other day. I was like, "Yeah, Hitman Three, my game of the year. It's the only game I beat this year, but game of the year so far." Um, until but something yeah. takes one off my one. pedal uh, pedestal. Exactly. But something else did come out. A little video did game indeed. called The Medium. Did indeed. Nah. I have not had a chance to play the Medium. Now nah, th- I hear people saying, "Fixer, why? Why haven't you played the Medium yet? What What happened? Well, number of reasons. Number one, I forgot to reach out to Microsoft for a code. And you go, well, you're an idiot. Why did you do that? Because Game Pass confuses me. Yeah. Every yep. single time there's a game that comes out on Game Pass, my mind just absolutely goes, I don't need to reach out for a code. Forgetting my job is to have early access to these games to, to yep. be able to talk about things. It, Microsoft have done it for gears and it's not and I want to be very clear obviously Microsoft sent me my Series X I have a working relationship with Microsoft now yeah. and I just forgot I just literally yeah. forgot to, to totally type one email and go hey can I get a code so my plan was no problem I didn't get the game it comes out Thursday I knew I was in the podcast with you Friday I'm like this is what I'll do I'll play it Thursday morning I'll stream the whole day it's about 8 to 9 hours experience I've heard I will beat yeah. it in one sitting and then I can jump on here and I get to talk about this game. No. Went to log on at 7 o'clock in the morning and the game doesn't unlock till 4 o'clock. Nah, this has upset me. This is where I'm about to get a bit ranty. Go what off. What on earth are we doing here? Wh- what are we doing? Like, no disrespect to the medium, no disrespect to Team Blooper but your game isn't that important It needs a worldwide launch across every time zone of like to in my opinion especially considering mm. you've already given early access to all of the other content creators and reviewers and stuff
1: why yeah, would you do this it's an interesting one isn't it i think i think um i think the medium is getting a lot of attention that it wouldn't have got if microsoft had had a better launch yep. like if we'd had halo infinite right now People wouldn't be looking at Medium the same way they are right now because people are looking at Medium like it's the first next generation Xbox exclusive game, wait, which it technically is. Can I, wait, wait. Like, but let
0: me just let me jump in there, which let me I well, haven't played the game you have. So you have different opinions of this game. I have, mm-hmm. I have I've not played it. I've only seen what I've seen. And my opinion of this game has always been the same since I started, which is people are overblowing the level of next gen in this game. For sure. And, again, haven't played it. I have. And people are going to be let down by that experience because of that. Not because it's not a pretty game. Not because it won't run well. Not because it won't be somewhat interesting. Again, I know what I'm getting into when it comes to a team blooper game. Because I've played Mm -hmm. the Blair Witch. I've played Layers of Fear. So, again, not played it. Only seen what probably everybody else has seen. Which is, I'm assuming it's a survival horror-y... so the world is probably dark, which sure. the world is dark. There's no probably, spoilers. there's probably Favorite puzzles. The there's probably <laughs> puzzles. Um, and it's a walking sim.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, man, go I, off. I don't go like off. The, Please go I, off. <laughs> I don't like the, I don't like the term walking sim. Okay. I think that's, that, that does a little bit of a disservice. I think, um, I think there is a really, really great five hour story in in the medium okay i don't necessarily know that there's a great eight nine hour game um and and it's something i really struggled with i think i i so i, I edited video reviews for both tech radar and games Radar for this one so i played the first sort of three and a half four hours of the game which which kind of takes you up to the first kind of major spoilery point of the game um and that first four hours is a a slog. That first four hours should be the first hour, in my opinion, and then it should hit this point in the story that it cranks the story up to eleven, takes a big U-turn, really interesting stuff starts to happen from that point on. They even take some of the like mechanical elements that you've been playing with throughout the game and, and dial them up to eleven and okay. change them in a way that's really interesting. If you get to that point in the game, I think you'll probably you'll want to finish the game. On, yeah. If you put it down in that first three four hours the bounce rate in that first three, four hours is going to be huge. Oh, I, think. Really? I think people are going to put it down and go, "Ah, oh, no, not for me. And, and walk away. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, I think it's going to have a big bounce rate on the game. And I think that's partly down to game pass, right? Like people are, people who got their Xboxes for Christmas and got game pass for Christmas are dying for something to play right yeah. now. And, uh, the medium pops up and Xbox are pushing it huge. um, and, yeah, people are going to jump in. I think, yeah, I think it does some really interesting stuff with the story. I think the gameplay is nothing revolutionary. The the big sort of feature that they're hanging their hat on, why this is next gen, is this split-screen sections of the game where you play in both the spirit world and the real world, and it's yeah. full ray-tracing amazingness. Um, towards the end of the game, I had some like relatively rough technical issues okay. with, with that those sections of the game. Frame rate drops quite heavily. Um, in certain sections of the game, and and I had one major crash in the game as well, which was in the final cutscene of the game. About eight minutes into the final cutscene of the game, it's and perfect. the and it hard locks, and I have to go back and do the, kind of the section before gameplay-wise as well, which was a little bit frustrating. But I was dying to get back into that cutscene because I was dying to find out what happened at the end of the game, um, because yeah, the story is really interesting. And if if you're into your sort of Alone in the Dark, Silent Hill type games, yeah. The story here is really interesting. The thing that those games have over this game is interesting gameplay. Which and kn- okay, um,
0: wait, I knew this game. I knew this game was going to have the exact same problem as Blair Witch, which I totally agree. Blair, Witch's I never world, Blair Witch well, so. Blair Witch's world very interesting. The story hmm. that was there was somewhat interesting, but its gameplay to me was boring.
1: Yeah, it, it it's the first. Like I say, the first. Th- three and a half, four hours, are gone home, uh, but third person. That's exactly and, what um, Layers of
0: Fear is. That's literally what Layers of Fear well, is. Well,
1: actually, it, man, and this sounds so harsh. It's actually gone home, but not as good. Uh, the thing, the thing, one of the things I loved about Gone Home is it's like, here's your little scene, walk through it, figure it out. And you can pick up clues out of order and now, now you're trying to think back and yeah. oh, what does that mean in relation to... And this game is not that. This game is very much. Oh, you better pick up this clue, and then you better pick up this clue. And I don't care if you go find this clue and figure out this puzzle early on. You better go back and figure uh, <laughs> pick up clue number one. Yeah. like like it's um. There's there was one puzzle I was stuck on forever. I'd figured it out. I just. It, no spoilers you need to figure out somebody's name you Got need to it. figure out a specific person's name i figured out the person's name i knew exactly what it was but there's no way to input that name yeah. you need to go through and do clue one clue two clue oh, three so it can spell out no. for you the situation here and, and look it, if you luck your way through that and do it the exact way it wants you to you're gonna have a great time um but yeah man it, it, those first four hours are a slog i think if you get to that point you'll want to continue for the story but it is the gameplay sections for me at least. We're, we're a bit of a slog.
0: Yeah, no, I, I honestly, it's the exact experience, and from what I've read and what I've seen online from people, it's exactly what I was afraid it would be, which is mm. again, just a interesting world. Which every Team Blooper game that I've played so far has an interesting world. I'm a survival mm-hmm. horror fan. I love horror, like especially in video games. For some reason, I'm weird about it in films, but. um I love this genre of game. I like I know you don't like the term Walking Sim, but I like Walking Sims. I like um just being able to go and explore and it's quite for me it's kind of relaxing, which seems weird in these type of worlds. <laughs> in these type of worlds where there's murder and yeah. death around you. Um I think the problem with Team Blooper and what they what they did, which was Layers of Fear was the first game that put put them on the radar for me, right? And mm-hmm. the reason why Layers of Fear was so Amazing was it was an experience of like go in and have no expectations and you don't know what's going on you don't know it's a yeah. walking sim you don't know that it's a um, if it's a survival horror you, you just don't know if you're gonna pick up a gun at any moment and something's gonna jump out at you and you've got to start fighting and then yeah. they did the same thing again with uh, Blair Witch and again then I knew I was like I know what I'm getting here and it sounds yeah. like it's gonna be the exact same thing with the medium which is you're waiting, in my opinion, in terms of gameplay. You're waiting for something to actually happen, and it just never happens. I don't. I haven't played the game, so I don't yeah, know. But I that's th- that's sort of the that's sort of where I think it may be. And I'll, I'll find that today. I'm going to be playing it all day today, um, okay, and I'll be back next week to be able to tell everybody. Cause I'm still excited to see the. I'm excited to see the multiple cut, like the the cutscene in two different worlds. Yeah, but I just knew that it does wasn't some really
1: interesting stuff for it. Yeah, I knew it that, does. I, and and like. Sorry, go No, on. go, go, no. No, the, the world is super interesting. The idea of, of this medium who has these unique set of powers and, and how other people in the world relate to that. And and yeah, I don't want to get into spoilers. Yeah. But, but it's, it does some really interesting stuff story-wise. And the characters, all of the characters in this game are brilliant.
0: Like, oh, okay. like
1: Marianne, the main character, I think is like a genuinely fantastic Xbox mascot character oh, okay. from from the i i, I hope right yeah like, like she's like self-deprecating in her humor and she's like she keeps the story going especially when a lot of it is her on her own in this creepy place like like and but the little quips she's giving herself and stuff she's chatting about is interesting and and intriguing and that's... all the side characters are really interesting as well and and it really is the story that keeps you going with this one unfortunately um but yeah we'll, we'll see what happens i think yeah i don't i was gonna get in spoilers and i'm not obviously yeah, not gonna do yeah, that, So i'll, I'll shut next, myself up
0: a couple give me a <laughs> couple of weeks maybe we can come back and do a, right. a special spoiler episode or something I like it. that let me know audience my xbox and me podcast at gmail.com or at mcfixer uh on twitter what's your twitter matt
1: uh at matt p video
0: there you go tweet at us and let us know if you want us to do a medium spoiler cast let us know let us know all right let's jump into this week's dashboard we've got a few pieces of news there's actually a lot of news um which is nice because trust me those first four three weeks in january they were hard to do, people. They were hard to do. Uh, first story you got is Bleeding Edge will no longer be getting any content, says Ninja Theory. They tweeted this out. Uh, quote, with the studio now focusing on new projects, Senior and Saga, uh, Project Mara, and the Insight Project, we have decided that there will be no further content updates for Bleeding Edge. The game is still playable on Xbox and PC. Thank you to the fans, and keep teaming up and causing Chaos. This, one's a, uh, this one was written on the walls very early on, in my opinion. Sure. Um, I feel bad for Team Ninja because this was a game that I actually... When I went to XO19, I remember playing and being like, this could be big. This could actually be very fun, um, a brawler-type, team-based, um, interesting game, and it's launching on Game Pass, and it's only £25 mm. if you want to buy it. And it just never ever ever did come to to full fruition of what you wanted from it it never it the gameplay modes were never interesting enough the characters were never interesting enough there was never a big enough player base to get into games yeah. quick enough and this was this was a game pass game in my opinion yeah. where it was a Microsoft needs to feed us content. And Ninja Fear were working on this before we bought them. And here, just take this. We'll make this a smaller game. Well, well, this is this is what you've got. All right, cool. This is the, what you've got left to do. Perfect. Here it is. And we'll see if people enjoy it. And if they do, we'll keep making content. And if they don't, we'll, uh, we'll just let this one die off. So...
1: Yeah, yeah. Like you say, writing was written on the wall. I'm not sure there are too many people, unfortunately, who are upset about this. No. And... Like if you're on Game Pass and you're playing it, just go play something else. Play the medium. Why not? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, no. I think it's it's
0: a. Once again, I think it's this. This is the good thing about Game Pass for me, which is it allows. It allows them to have some failures because yes, they're probably sure. they're probably low cost failures. I don't. I, I look at the same thing with Grandit, which granted to me is more interesting. But I'm waiting for the full game to come out for that. Yeah, where. Because the concept of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and even what I've played early on with the building mechanics and the survival, it's everything that I love about survival games. Like, it's there. But mm-hmm. for some reason, um, I did. I don't like the early access part of it because it just doesn't feel like there's enough to do. So I'm waiting yeah, for then, it to be it really a fuller isn't. experience. Um, yeah.
1: But but I- yeah, you're right. I think it, it gives them gives them license to take risks, right? And And you see it on Netflix, right? like some of the stuff Netflix puts out my god it's absolutely trash but then they have one thing that hits and it's in the zeitgeist Queen stranger Friends. things yeah 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 Green yeah, Gambit, yeah. Stranger things. yeah yeah exactly and so Xbox will have those successes and and it's like a numbers game at this point like and and yeah if if some people enjoyed bleeding edge fantastic it's still there Yeah, um, it's just not getting new content so so and if that means that they're moving more people over to senua uh then I'm all for that
0: yeah, because that game needs to be big and needs to be good. Needs to be exactly it a lot of pressure put on these little psychological <laughs> horror games. Like, yeah, <laughs> Next up, Hitman Three has made back its development cost in a week. Uh, and is a major success for developer I.O. This one was written by Wesley uh, LeBlanc over at IGN, who says Hitman 3 is a major success for developers I.O. Interactive, which has already recouped all of its development costs for the game. Those costs were recouped just under seven days after Hitman's release, according to gamesindustry.biz. Congratulations, I O. Like this is huge. This is uh, yeah. You took the words out of my mouth. Which this is humongous for a studio like this that got themselves away from a publisher that they didn't want to be with and decided yeah. they could have. They probably could have partnered with anybody, really. I bet. Yeah. I bet you, PlayStation, Xbox, maybe not Nintendo, but um, <laughs> uh, but any of the other big ones, even on just a second party uh deal. But they were like, no, yeah. we we believe in Hitman we believe in what we have here and we we've learned from our mistakes on the whole um putting the game out episodically and all all of that stuff and we're gonna give this a try on our own and they are reaping the rewards from it
1: yeah good on you know like i I bet there were some late nights and sleepless nights thinking about how much money they spent on the hitman ip and, and buying that out and stuff and so to have this happen huge success a massive sigh of relief i bet for them and Now, straight on with James Bond. Speaking of
0: James Bond, IO Interactive is planning to double its staff uh, and open a second studio for Bond. Interactive director, I'm going to butcher this name, Hakan Arabi...
1: Abrak? You nailed it. Move on. Revealed. <laughs> it's
0: a very, very special, uh, a boy's dream. Sometimes it's still a little hard to understand. This is a quote, by the way, uh, that it that us making James Bond, according to the Danish website, DRIO Interactive, isn't just pinning a uh, singular entry. The World Trilogy is on everyone's mind after all. But they are aiming uh, to build a James Bond universe. Quote. Today we have 200 employees and I expect that we will have 400 employees over the next few years. There is no doubt that, bond, that the Bond ag- uh, uh, agreement means an insane amount to
1: us. End quote. How excited are you for James Bond? I am making it. Insanely excited. Mm. And, and yeah, even more excited now that I know they're bringing on more people. You know, the, the, I think it's an interesting conversation, right? Like the worry, the worst thing they could do is make a Hitman game and slap a Bond skin on it. Right? And they've already announced, I think they've already announced that, that um they're not including any James Bond actors yep. in this game. Right. Yeah. They so, just, they
0: just, they just come out and said that it's, that it's its own world. They're not, they're not basing yeah. it on any of the, the film characters or anything like that. So yeah. it's its own story. Which I think its is a good world. way to go. Yeah. hundred percent. I think it's
1: a good way to go, but you, but you do have to ask yourself like what, is a Bond game? What distinguishes Bond from Hitman? And I think the answer is stuff that IO hasn't proven they can done. It's Cars. Yep. It's Cars. It's the swagger. It's the... It's dialogue, I think, as well. Agree. I I think this game kind of has to have dialogue. Maybe not. Make no, I, I, I no, I think right. it does because I think you're
0: 100 right. Which is, I, I, I'm a, I'm, I used to be a huge James Bond fan as a kid. Sort mm. of fell out of it and then sort of come back every now and then. And games are obviously they play a big part in my heart. Golden Eye sure. was some of the most magical moments in my gaming yeah. experience. But you're 100 percent right. It's, it's the the world that they build and the tools they give you they can do that with James Bond easy. You're right. It's mm-hmm. driving. Because if you give me bad driving, you're, this game's going to get slewed. Because yeah. it it just, I can't have, I spoke about it last week with Crash, when we was like, we can't have an on Like, I just, I can imagine yeah. everything going wrong with it in terms of, what you do with cars but yeah it's it's cars it's like you said the swagger it's the attitude you can do agent 47 because he's a he's, he's a he's a very much a quiet person that's <laughs> yeah. that's who he yeah. is like he's a quiet person sure. speaks very minimal but that's not who james bond is and even in the world with James Bond, that's not who their characters are. They are larger than life. They are very they have got something about them, everybody in the world. So the writing needs to be absolutely on point for this. Yeah. And that's that's where I think this game lives or dies. Not in its gameplay. I think its gameplay will be fun. But it's in its it's in the cutscenes. Because that's one thing of Hitman 3 where I'm like, I watch the cutscenes and I'm like. I'm not that impressed by these, if I'm being totally honest, but I yeah. let it go because the gameplay is that good. But with a James Bond game, I'm going to want to see those triple I keep looking at IO yeah. as a double A, right? That's that's kind of where they sit in my mind. But when you're going to go up to 400 people and I'm sure you're going to probably t- partner with someone to publish this as well. Yeah. Where do you go? And I think. no no no. just i just yeah i've just got a lot of questions in my head really
1: yeah for sure for sure and i think the skeptic in me like says that like this kind of has telltale written all over it like this company that make this awesome product and people love it Mm -hmm. and then they start getting these licenses and they just start like cheating games i know i know i don't want to say it i don't want to say
0: it you're right but but don't (laughs) say it
1: (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know which way it goes and i don't know how many cooks there are in the kitchen when it comes to James Bond. Are we going to see some sort of battle pass and loot boxes no, and skins? And like, don't I do Don't do it. you said
0: everything that hurts my brain. I know. No. i so sorry. I
1: think Star Wars, the way that Star Wars franchise has been, has been handled has kind of tainted this for me, right? Yeah. Like, Star Wars is like the biggest franchise in the world. Make a game for it, but it has to be this. And it has to include all this stuff so we can monetize it. I'm hoping... James Bond could go down the same way. I'm hoping
0: Hopefully IO not. have been smart enough to go, hey, we're making the game, even coming out so far and saying it's not to do with the... It would have been very easy for them. Imagine this is a woman we play as. Imagine this is a black man. Imagine this is an Asian man. Imagine does anything other yeah. than a typical what we think of James Bond. As soon as they come out, and if they'd come out and did something like that, which I don't think they will, by the way, just so we're all very, very uh, out there. I don't think... they. I think they stick to being smart for business, which is they know a white James Bond is going to sell better than a black Asian woman, either whatever you want to put in there. It will. Um, maybe you
1: can do skins.
0: They, I, I think... I maybe, and then unlockable skins. Six months skins. down the line, you
1: release Roger Moore and, and Pierce Brosnan skins. And... Dude,
0: I missed the date. That, that I'm fine with, by the way. I'd be yeah. absolutely fine with that down the line. Like, give me the game. Give me what it is. And then maybe even... How long would I be? Probably a couple of months. I think probably a couple of months. And then yeah. they can bring in the the iconic James Bonds um, and you can run around this world playing as them. A bit like Batman, yeah. in a way, where they, they've still... Yeah. The other day, they put yeah, out yeah. a skin. And I was like, what the hell? Why are you releasing skins for this <laughs> game? Like, what? But yeah, that sort of thing. Because you, you do want those iconic characters as well as. Mm. But mm, I don't know. Yeah, but you're right. They can definitely get this wrong. Is the is the scary part of all it's this. It's risk, isn't it? They can they can definitely definitely get this wrong, which uh, But good on them. Go yes, for it. 100%
1: increase the size of the team, all good news. Yeah. Smash it.
0: Next up, Sega confirms that Sonic the Hedgehog voice actor is the part in the role. Following Roger Craig Smith's post on Twitter, uh, Sega have come out with a statement reading like this. For over 10 years, Roger Roger Craig Smith has been an integral part of the Sega family. He brought the voice of Sonic to life, and we are forever grateful for his never-ending enthusiasm in helping the community and speeding joy. Thank you, Roger, for all the work you've done for Sonic. Roger Craig Smith was the first voice actor I ever met. Him and Troy Baker at a Comic-Con when I awesome. paid when I paid to go when I paid to go to see them. Um and I was obviously he done the voice of um who did he do in Resident Evil? Chris. I think he'd done Chris Redfield. Um and Trey Baker did Pierce and on Resident Evil Six. Again, we don't talk about Resident Evil Six, but <laughs> I still remember being very excited to meet him and he was a delight to meet. And um yeah, this one this one hit me in the feels a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. This one hit me in the feels a little bit. Yeah. It must be hard to work on an IP for so long and then it be taken from you, not taken from you in a bad way, but like they decide to go in a different
1: way. Do you think that different way is what's his name, Ben Schwartz, who played Sonic in the movie? I
0: haven't seen is the it. Ben Schwartz. Movie. You might be right, but I haven't seen the movie.
1: It's, I, it's good. I, w- well, good. I watched the trailer
0: and loved the trailer, and then was like, I'll watch it when I when I get a second. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I haven't got. I, it a was
1: second. like the last thing I did before pandemic really hit. Ah. I went to like a forty X cinema and go go fast, but um, yeah. but yeah, like. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, interesting to see what happens with that and if they have a plan in mind or if it was like a mutual thing. I don't know. Yeah. I,
0: is it ever mutual?
1: West <laughs> actors right? need
0: work? Is it ever mutual? No, probably not. But shout out to Roger Craig Smith nonetheless. Moving on. Activision calls proposal to interview at least one diverse candidate per job. Quote, unworkable a letter by Activision obtained by motherballs claimed quote while the company has implemented a Rooney rule policy as envisioned for director and CEO nominees, implementing a policy that would extend and s- extend such an approach to hiring all decisions uh, to be unworkable Um... Enroachment on the company's ability to run its business and complete for talent in a highly competitive, fast-moving market. End quote. So that's the quote that came from Motherload, right? That's the quote they got from this. Obviously, I've got opinions, but we'll get into the update quote which Blizzard put out which is Activision Blizzard is committed to inclusion, hiring practices, and to create a diverse workforce. It is essential to our mission uh, via completely mischaracterizing the SEC fi- f- filing made by our outside authorities. In fact, our hiring practices are rooted in ensuring the uh, diversity for all roads. We're engaged in this effort I, sorry, uh, aggressively and successfully. Our objective was rooted in the fact that that the AFL-CIO proposal failed to adequately consider how to apply these practices in all countries we operate in. Our games have uniquely influenced popular culture and have helped to increase tolerance and inclusion through their connectivity, as well as the heroes we portray and our stories that celebrate diversity, Blah 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 blah. There's a lot more jargon to go on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you get the gist of the quote. <sighs> Is it bad? I'm at this point with the game industry where I've had enough. I'll be honest. I've I have gotten to a point where I've had enough personally. Like I'll be totally honest. I was looking at jobs in the retail space not too long ago uh, during the pandemic. And I was like, ah, I'm stuck. I'm stuck for a little while because of the pandemic, but. I've been I've been part of I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about because of NDAs and stuff like that. But I've been a part of talks with big companies about their mm. inclusion in hiring, um anybody but just diverse folks, obviously. And the conversation is oh yeah it's changing it's changing it's changing it's changing. I'll be honest with you I'm sick of it changing. It needs to have changed by now. Yeah. Um, the, there was a few things that come out about this, which it's very easy to read a headline and see the unworkable and then blast off on Twitter. Yes. I think it's very easy to do that. And that's not something I try to do on these topics because I want to be as informed as I possibly can. Again, I'm not a well-educated man, but I try to do my due diligence before I start calling people racist or bad yeah. practices and things of that nature, right? When I see racism, I call it out. But when I, when you don't know, I don't think it's fair to just shout from the hills, right? One thing we do know is Activision Blizzard hasn't been great always when it comes to anything, if we're being totally (laughs) honest. Um, This is a hard one for me because I've always been someone which is you should hire on merit, right? Like I was very much on that. That was very much my mindset for a very long time. It should be the best candidate for the job, blah, 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 blah. And then you start to do the research and then you start to hear the conversations that happen and then you start to see and you start to think a little bit differently, which is you need diversity in every workspace across the world. It doesn't matter where, what it is. It doesn't matter in games. But what I see happen in our industry, I will say, and I don't know how far I can really say it, but what usually happens is a company finds their their, their, their token the, and I say a, a person, it's usually in an, an entertainment base, right? Which is, you will see TV, video, film, games, and they will find their their black person or their Asian person, their diverse person, right? They're one, one or two diverse people, and they are the people. They're the people to go to. They're the people, it doesn't, they are the ones that get all the opportunities. And all that mm. does is leave the rest of us who are trying to break in. Feeling the exact same way as we feel now, which is, why are we not getting opportunities? So, like, oh, we are given the big opportunities. Look at this person. It's like, yeah, but what about the other ten thousand of us mm. that are trying to break into the games industry? I can only talk about this from a content creation point of view because that's the industry in which I work in, and you see it all the time. You see, I'm not going to name names, but you see the companies that will go with the very, they will go with the person that is like, oh. We we know you're trusted. It's like instead of trying to find other people they can trust, they'll just go with the same person every yeah. single time. And I'm bored of it. I'm so bored of it. And I'm so bored of it in the entertainment base. You see it, you see it all the damn time. And this this whole statement, I get it from a certain point of view, which is it is kind of unworkable. What so you're gonna if you're going for a CEO role. And there is there's not many CEOs with experience. That's the part mm-hmm. of the problem, though, is you've got to try and get people. You've got to elevate diverse people up to that yep. position. But I understand it from a point of view of like hiring for the job, because when you go looking out there, there's nobody to look for. There's nobody you, you can yep. hire in your CEO position or your uh, any of these other higher ups because we haven't got the experience. Sorry, I yeah. know I've spoken and a lot there. So no, no, no. And <laughs>
1: you're absolutely right. And it, it, but it starts from the ground up, right? It's like it's an education problem. It's a systemic problem. Like it, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. People, minorities aren't elevated into those positions in the first place. They don't mm-hmm. get the experience they don't they need. They don't get the qualifications they need. They aren't pushed the way they they needed to be pushed. And uh, yeah, I yeah. It's a straight pay. white guy chatting on a podcast about <laughs> video games I'm not hey. exactly the man to be chatting about it mate, but
0: you still have an opinion yeah. dude and that's that's. remember I'm half white so you still have an opinion <laughs> and trust me it still matters and that's the yeah. that's the thing that's very important which is if you want to see diversity in these companies you have to number one you have to go for the jobs and that's something I've been very bad about which you know firsthand. which is I just don't feel good enough or ready enough or, or whatever the case may be and you start putting that little bit of self doubt but a part of it is you look around you're like well it's there's nobody like me yeah. so i can't look no, at no, there's, no, no, no. i can't look in the games industry and look at somebody who come from who's from england that came from a council estate that grew up relatively poor ish you know i didn't go with that but there's nobody like me in our industry and i learned that every single time that i go to any egx whatever it is you talk to people like oh wow we have such vastly different. This is not a bad thing, but different upbringings mm. and different ways of life and different. It just is so different that then yeah. you, you. At least I do. I, I kind of get st- not Stockholm syndrome, imposter syndrome, where I'm like, I'm just a kid from, I'm just a kid from London, grew up where I did. I can't. I'm not gonna go for this job. I don't have a degree. I don't have this. I don't have that. Yeah. And it's kind of designed in that way as well, of like. You're meant to feel that way. I don't know if it's like if people do it on purpose, but it definitely is how it comes across and feels to me.
1: I think imposter syndrome is something that everybody struggles with. Like, like everybody that I work with on Tech Radar has at some point has imposter syndrome when they're yeah. writing a review for the next big thing. It is rough. Like, and uh, I think social media doesn't help. Like, like people telling you that you don't deserve to be doing this thing yep. this fucking sucks you don't deserve um, this
0: new laptop that you're just doing your job to review or the new exactly. phone or whatever the new games yeah trust me i get
1: exactly I exactly so so yeah and and but at the end of the day if if one kid sees you streaming and and they see themselves in you and it encourages them to do it and they get a little bit further in their generation and so on so on so on like it's all so worth it in the end of yeah day,
0: so. no 100 you're you've hit the nail on the head though Next up, Life is Strange developer don't nod uh, to create a new franchise after 10 Cent buys majority stake. 10 Cent has purchased a majority stake in Life is Strange developer don't nod to create new series. This uh, minority purchase, minority, yeah, I think I got that right. Purchase uh, cost 10 Cent 30 million, roughly. Um, sorry, that's 30 million euros, roughly 36 million dollars. Um, and will be used to finance a new franchise from For Don't Nod for PC, console, and mobile devices. Again, we don't really need to go into it much more here on this one. I am worried for Don't Nod. Very, 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 very worried. Um, yeah. For a number of reasons. Number one, they put out one of my favorite games of the year last year, being uh, Tell Me Why, um, which was absolutely I phenomenal. Absolutely um, phenomenal.
1: I think I'm still halfway through Life is Strange season two. I, yeah, I didn't, Shamefully. I never played so. Life is
0: Strange. I watched my fiance play it. Um, but tell me why. Me, uh, Crash, and Laura Kate uh, Dow all did a spoiler cast yeah. for it after each episode. So if you do play for it, go watch the spoiler cast. Because it, it added. For me, it added so much uh, sure. information, especially to hear it from a trans woman's perspective on yeah. certain elements of the game. Um, that it just it, it it blew me away. Like every time we did that, that's probably some of the fav- my favorite content we've ever done, because. Mm-hmm. It educated me in such a way that I wasn't prepared to be educated, and that's yep. what I think the game's very good at. Um, but then they went MVC and put making out, things better. Oh, who would have thought? Eh? Uh, I who
1: would went, have thunk
0: it? And then they put out what was the game they put out after? Tell me why. Like, literally, ah, oh, what was it?
1: I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't man. even know they had a game. out after tell me why. Yeah, they that's put bad. something
0: out, and yeah, it didn't. It didn't do well. Let me check. Don't uh, nod. Hi, listeners it was Subscribe while you're <laughs> thank you twin mirror twin mirrors what come out um okay. and it got absolutely destroyed in reviews really like it just
1: and, and it totally passed me by
0: <laughs> um and yeah it, i've got it and still haven't had a chance to check it out but i'm like after obviously hearing reviews and stuff like that much like, should i bother mm. do i it's all about time it all comes down to time and yeah, um sure. yeah but with this 10 cent deal i'm obviously very skeptical of 10 cent at the best of time um but this, this worries me. I hope they don't lose themselves in this.
1: But For sure, that's the worry, right? And, and again, coming back to the kind of telltale syndrome, mm-hmm. what if they just start pumping out the content and, and you, know, you see that less and less time is being spent on it, less and less thoughts being put into it. Hopefully not. Yep. Hopefully this is just more money in the bank so we can hire more people and do more cool things. Yep. Um, but yeah, there's always that cynic in you that goes, oh, a big Chinese company buying a majority stake. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, as soon as you say to me as well, it's like mobile as well. I'm like, are you forcing them to make a game on mobile, or are they making the a yeah. game? They want to make a game on mobile. Like all of that stuff. Just like I'm like, oh no, oh no. Yeah,
1: but, I think I think from a control like controller point, like there's no reason these games can't work well on mobile. Hundred percent. Um, but yeah, like. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Proof's in the pudding. Let's Always. show you the next game and uh, we'll see what we think.
0: Speaking about proof in the pudding, upcoming Warner Brothers game it will seemingly have heavy focus on live as service. Spotted by Twitter user nl 3 Who knows if I got that right. Definitely yeah, not. Um, <laughs> an advert for games. Why can't you just be Jeffrey? An advert uh, for a games producer, NBA intern, uh Includes a section that reads WBIE is currently involved in a variety of new projects, ranging from casual games to core games, featuring a well known franchise on all platforms console, digital market, uh, digital and mobile, with a heavy focus on live service. Now, let's go down the games that they're working on, which we know, right? We've got Hogwarts Legacy, which has now been delayed because JK Rowling's a piece of shit. Just so we're fully aware, just just make sure we made that very clear. Uh, yeah, every time I've I've made it my very much my mission. Every time we talk about this game, I will mention her and I will tell you how bad a person she is, and I will not support her ever. Moving on,
1: other people. You not, can... You're not going to cover the game. You're not going to stream the game. You're not going. to So
0: play... now we get into a whole different conversation, yeah. which is, it's my job to cover the game. It's my job mm. to stream the game. That and and number one, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, along with my fiance. Do I know what I'm doing yet? I don't have a clue. I will yeah. follow. I will follow the lead of the people this affects. Which I have trans sure. friends. I have. Um, I haven't had a chance to speak to them, but I will closer to the time to see what they think I should do. And I've, I've said this time and time again: If J.K. Rowling was racist, if she was a racist person and was uh, fun, uh, was benefiting from this, would I play the game? Because yeah. that would affect me. It's now mm-hmm. our. Do you know the way I was just saying to you, like you have an opinion, and white people can help, obviously, with all of this in terms of diversity stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. now our job to listen to the people this affects and yes. figure out what the best action is. I don't have the answers, but I will definitely be listening and trying to find the answers. But I will yeah. keep saying. F.J.K. Rowling, all day long. (laughs) But yeah, they've got Hogwarts Legacy, uh, they have Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, uh, they have Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and they have Gotham Knights. So of those four games that we know of, two of them I can see being games of service with one of them possibly.
1: Yeah. well, let's, Let's dial it back ever so slightly. What do you think defines a game of service, live service game? What what is it that makes this game a live service game? Consistent
0: content. So okay. I imagine stuff like a something with doesn't have to be a battle pass, but consistent yeah. content, a battle Brilliant. pass, um
1: I think like it's seasonal, it's event seasonal stuff? events.
0: Seasonal events, all all of those. Yeah. A game that you don't expect to a game you don't expect to die within the first th- it's not I play it once and then there's nothing else to do. Is yeah. is kind of where my mind goes to where it's it's always growing it's always evolving it's always becoming Mm -hmm. something new and i can clearly see that happen with suicide killer justice league and i can definitely see that happening with gotham knights in terms of what they can do obviously i don't think lego is really a game to service i think that's a game where you very much unlock everything and they've already confirmed like over 100 playable
1: characters and stuff like that um and then i could easily see them stitching a battle pass loot box system no, nah,
0: not into Lego. I I, I played the I, lot I of Lego games. Wanna, yeah, yeah I, I, see I'd, it, I'd hope WB wouldn't. wouldn't. I'd hope WB wouldn't. Um, I'm imagining a lot of the games of service stuff will be maybe some mobile titles they're working on as well, mm-hmm. um, which we don't know of. And then yeah. the one that's the question mark is Hogwarts. Is because yeah. we don't really know what the game is. Like we've seen what we've seen, but we don't know the the full ins and outs of what this game is. Mm. Is that a games of service? Like the take away the fact of I might not even play the damn game, but let's talk about hypothetically and say I am yeah. gonna play it. I would love a Harry Potter games of service game that I can go really? on every day and yeah. I said my pitch was always when they first when this first leaked, my pitch was always Imagine a game where we are all our own wizard and we go to class and we've got our social space and we've got this and that and then we all go on raids as as yeah. that to me would be amazing. Like, that would be, like, the ultimate Harry Potter game for me. Like, my fiancée plays games very lightly. Like, she only plays what really, really, really interests her. Or if I bug her enough, she'll play something that I care about. She would be all over this. This would be a daily, daily game. This would be the same way with the way she played um, Anthem, which is crazy to think that she loved Anthem. Like, when we all stopped playing Anthem, she wasn't happy. (laughs) She wasn't happy. But yeah, to me, it's... um. I'm not. I'm not scared of this live service stuff because that doesn't scare me away. So how you implement live service, sure. and if you're scummy with like say loot boxes and things like that, I feel like we're moving away from loot boxes though. The more and more I, we've, I kinda we, I kind
1: of just feel like there's no example of a good live service licensed game, like with a name attached to it. Or not that I can think of. Yeah, Prove to... me wrong in the yeah, comments. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, look, the, the biggest temple one we've got at the moment is Marvel's Avengers, and that is a it's garbage not... fire.
0: Yeah, it's not good. It's and not good.
1: so, if that's the precedent that they're setting for, you know, like a Harry Potter Live service game, my God, do no know thank what, you know what? You know
0: what I think it is?
1: It's someone has to get it right. That's what sure. we're just we're just Absolutely. waiting for somebody
0: to get it right. Where I think the person who's got it right the most would be Fortnite in terms of how you... how you But that's a free-to-play game. Yeah. so And that evolved and evolved and evolved sure. and evolved and evolved to get to where it is. Something that I'm paying $60 for, or £50 or £60, whatever it is nowadays. Um, yeah, I've become that out of touch. Jesus, I need to figure out the price of games again. Um, it's... I think Yeah, it's a hard one. Or $70, actually, I should say. Whatever, whatever it's think, at right now. Who knows?
1: <laughs> I think if they take a formula like destiny, right? And I can imagine that working in Hogwarts, right? You've got I your hate, social space. I hate
0: the way they do destiny. Oh, you you're talking about... You to your teachers, okay, you're well, yeah, a yeah. quest
1: from different teachers, got and then you. you're going out with your mates and doing stuff to different yeah. parts of the world. No, the that, thing... that
0: would work. That would work for me. Sorry, I thought you meant the way they do expansions because I hate their expansion no, 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 no. stuff.
1: Oh, no, no, no. No, Yeah, I agree with you on that front. But like, one of the things that I think helps live service games kind of take off and keep in the zeitgeist is the cosmetic side of it. How different can you make a student look at Hogwarts. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to keep maybe, that feel, maybe they're wearing in, uniform. And
0: Yeah, but maybe in school you're wearing that, but when you go out, yeah, they have. Cool. A, that's something we don't really explore a lot, is like when they're out and about. It's like we see them yeah. in school so much. So it's like when you are out on your missions and stuff, you can wear whatever you want, glasses, hats, mm. b- gloves, w- watches, different ones, all that stuff. It's so, I think it's easy to turn it into something bad as well, as well as good, but very bad as well. So
1: it'd be interesting to see what happens. I can't wait to, see some like legit gameplay of it and and get a real idea of what this game is.
0: Exactly. Uh No questions for Fix the Sack because I'm an idiot and didn't tweak anything out. Uh, so we'll go into games with gold. Uh Gears Fire February 1st to February 28th. Resident Evil, February 1st to February 28th. uh Dandara, Trolls of the Fear Edition, February mm-hmm. 16th to March 15th. India Jones, The Emperor's Tomb, February 1st to February 15th. And Lost Planet 2, February 16th to February
1: 28th indiana jones a nice one to throw in there i appreciate that
0: <sighs> original
1: like... xbox indiana jones it's just a little nod in it to say hey there's a new indiana jones thing coming remember this
0: let's plug 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 and get ourselves out of it." what are you got to plug this week dude
1: ah nothing much just follow me on where Twitter, can the people find video you, yeah, if you it.
0: definitely huh? definitely thank yeah, you so much for being you. on
1: no worries no worries at all i appreciate you having me on man we should do this more regularly we will
0: Don't you worry. Don't you worry. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. We will will 100% make it happen. Remember, you can find me everywhere at MCFixer. I'm working on two new shows. Uh, On this channel, the one you'll care about is this week's Dashboard. Obviously, you remember uh, we used to do a new show every Saturday, uh, which wasn't hosted by myself. I'm going to try and bring it back in some way, form, shape, very different, don't get me wrong, um, to the way Don't Give a Bit was doing it, but it's still going to be a news outlet show. Anything that happens in the Xbox world, I just want a platform of where I can cover it. So now we will have that. We will have a, a place to cover uh, said news. So we will be doing that. Uh, other than that, what else is there? I'm doing another show, which another new show, which is going to be today with MC Fixer, but that's going to be more whatever I want to talk about on the day is what I'll be covering then. I just, um, the problem with podcasting is you wait all week to talk about the news, but then that news is usually old. Very true. So, um, especially when you do it on a Friday and stuff like that. But, that's not changing. I still love this podcast. The numbers are still strong. People are still supporting it. Thank you very much. But yeah, so some new stuff coming soon. My channel, MC Fixer, and obviously the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash my Xbox me. So go and subscribe to both of them. Thank you all for watching once again. And until next time, I will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Goodbye.